y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream, the podcast. This show broadcasts out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC and Carla de Puerto Rico. And on this show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 93. El Arte de la Cuarentena. Part 2. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And don't forget my online store, CortezNYC.BigCartel.com. There you can find stickers, graffiti pins, posters, and original art. So there's no time like the present if you want to support an artist. That's support right. your local artist. <laughs> go on there, place an order, and I will send it out via postal service to you. And also find me on SoundCloud and YouTube and listen to my album Otras Versiones. Let's get on with the show. Part two of our little series, Art of the Quarantine. Uh, this is the bilingual portion of it. Yeah. It's the bilingual episode. Uh, so just giving you guys a, a heads up, uh, the, the interviews, the first interview is going to be with Kayla. Yeah, she's one of my best friends. She lives in Puerto Rico. Uh, with her, we speak in English, but then the other two interviews are going to be with my cousin, Nicole, and with another of my best friend, Tatiana. They're also in Puerto Rico, and these interviews are going to be in Spanish. Exactly. So for our listeners out there, uh, if you want to get challenged with the Hablando <laughs> Español, this is a good one. Yeah. Because it's going to, all the last two interviews going to be all Español. Yeah. Um, but regardless, um, we just want to give you guys uh, the beginning of this episode, just a little recap on the things that have happened in the past what has it been three, three days four days yeah three four days since we did these interviews yeah um you know the funny thing is when we did these interviews i think the uh the cases in new york city were up to like a thousand mm-hmm. and we're now up to ten thousand yeah reported cases in new york city um quickly uh, i mean you'll hear us in the conversations we're making it sound like well you know we're not sure what's going to happen but right. we're hoping for the best Yeah, now it's a different case. Now we're seeing that things are getting a little bit more serious. It's uh, it's tough and it's uncertain because we don't know when it will get better. Um, that also, there's a fact that um, they have established different spaces where people can get tested now. So that also contributes to the numbers going up. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless like uh, we were expecting for the numbers to be kind of like a little bit less or regulated by this time I mean I on the one hand yes on the other hand it's becoming very obvious that New York City they're, des- they're describing it New York City as the epicenter of yeah. the virus um, yeah. at least for the country uh, out of all the cases in the United States New York City seems to have like almost a third of yeah. or a quarter of all yeah. the, the, the cases so just think about the congestion the amount of people in new york Mm -hmm. um the amount of tourists the amount of people that travel in and out of new york for business or whatever that might have traveled in and out for business and um and then add also on top of that that there are people that are traveling around that are oblivious to what's going on for some reason they're not listening to their local news yeah or they're ignoring it they're thinking it doesn't apply to them Mm -hmm. and they might be exposing people 
And then lastly, like what you just said, maybe cases are just coming to the surface now. Yeah. People are actually developing symptoms and, and getting tested. Because that's the thing with this uh, virus. You can um, present no symptoms right now, but you can have the virus. And it takes like 14 days for the symptoms to come up. So that's the problem because you don't have no symptoms. You go by the, your day as if nothing is happening. More people get it. And then by the 14 days, you get the symptoms. The other person get the symptoms. So it's kind of like a, a very bad cycle. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the virus, the, when, it, when it first started coming up and, you know, um, in the news and everything, I didn't really think that it was going to become such a big thing. Um, I was really hopeful that it was just going to be some some passing thing that affects some people and, and it's not really going to hit our circle. Yeah. Um, I think I, start, I started getting a little more nervous. Obviously, once we started getting quarantined, I uh, totally, that was a precaution. I, I saw it as a, as a precaution and not as a mandatory thing, but I thought mm -hmm. it was good to follow that. I think it started uh, hitting me a little more in my like, in my subconscious and getting me a little more on edge is when I started hearing cases in Queens. Yeah. There was an Amazon, um, was it an Amazon station? Facility. Facility. Yeah. Uh, that they have a couple of cases in there, mm -hmm. here in Queens, um, in Woodside. Uh, the MT MTA workers mm -hmm. coming out with cases. Um, NYPD uh, police officers, police officers yeah. coming out with cases. Uh, in the prisons here in Queens, yeah. Rikers Island, uh, cases within the prisoners, uh, whether it's the prisoners or the... Or the um, Police, the, officer. the police officers mm -hmm. this kind of thing started making it feel more like oh man it's, this is settling in it's it's actually here and in it's my like neighborhood near, yeah, near it's in us. my borough and mm -hmm. this is a real thing that now we really have to be careful so yeah and even for me like I, I um, my company let us know that somebody in the building that we work on came out positive yeah. and then that's also like another Uh, besides that, we're getting cases right here in the neighborhood Then to know that somebody in the building, but it's a big building in New York, you know, so we don't really know what floor, what company, but um, still. still you you get kind of like, oh, my God, paranoid, whatever little thing you feel, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah. you know, we're taking our precautions and we are reinforcing our vitamins um if only the lotto was like this where i could be like oh my god it's happening in my neighborhood people winning the lotto <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome it could happen to me i know right <laughs> yeah no this just the negative things yeah just the negative things are the things that you're like oh my god this could happen to me this is not good yeah yeah um so yeah so the precautions that we're taking go ahead yeah so uh we're drinking uh, at least me and uh, now i'm getting like a little bit more extra and drinking a lot of water Um, drinking hot teas, reinforcing our vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C, um, and just, you know, trying to keep kind of like a routine going on and um, hoping for the best, definitely. Even working out, which I think have helped us um, yeah. to kind of like sleep better and just keep, keep, keep our body move, moving because... Uh, before we used to walk to the train station, um, I usually work standing up all day. So yeah. for me, it's a change in the routine of just sit sitting down on a chair. Um, so doing some workouts and getting our blood flowing through our body is yeah. helping us too. Yeah, um, I mean, on my end, you know, I'm working from home. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable with working from home. That's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but... I 
I am starting to feel a little bit of the, I was, I was already used to the idea of that I work from home, I work at my office, then I come home and I work on my projects here. And yeah, then yeah. We do things like that. Now everything's here in this space and even our eating, even our exercising, everything. And I'm seeing it and I'm realizing like, yeah, mm, pretty soon we're gonna have to start taking walks. Yeah. You know, very careful, but but we're gonna have to start taking walks because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's only so much of, of this indoors that we're gonna be able to take mm-hmm. before we're gonna start getting a little edgy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but I, I'm I'm enjoying working from home. I think it's, it's good, it's a nice change. In that sense, it's a nice switch up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would like this permanently though. I'm finding it, you know, I work with a team. Mm-hmm. I'm finding it at least for now i'm finding it like it's going to be challenging for some things Mm -hmm. to work in a team setting of at a distance or remotely um i mean but not impossible uh, but just challenging but it's also the circumstances like i read something on linkedin that um somebody posted if you think that working from home right now is normal it's not it's not like your regular working from home where correct the kids are in school and your partner is working or doing something This is different. Like we are going through a crisis, and you gotta work from home. Yeah. So it's it's not your regular working from home, and and it's good to accept that, and then you know, work um, to su- surpass it. You know. Well, yeah, it's true. And now that you point that out, it's true. I've never had to work from home where everybody around me is like, oh my god, are we gonna have jobs? Right. Because <laughs> you start to feel like, okay, I'm working from home, but should I should I be working from home or should I be planning my escape from, from home yeah. like uh you know putting money in in some sort of vault and uh yeah, yeah. packing my stuff i mean it, it's it's really feeling dire when every day you're hearing that you know things are getting worse or things are shutting down so now now the status here in new york city is and in my office for example we're going for a complete shutdown yeah. um originally that we were trying to lower down down the amount of staff we made it down to 50 that was impressive we made it down to 75 percent. that was impressive um, now we, we we got noticed that yeah our company we're gonna go down to a hundred percent out of the office mm-hmm. um, the governor shutting down non-essential uh, businesses, businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's making it so that we're not gonna be, have access to our building at all so the yeah full full evacuation of the building and we have two offices we have one in New, in New York and one in New Jersey and they're doing it for both um, so yeah in that aspect that makes it feel a lot more like, oh my God, this is like really getting to the point where this is like something serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, we stocked up on food and all that, but I, I, I think we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but I, I feel like I don't want, I want to avoid stepping foot into a store, yeah. into a public space. Yeah, me for too. a while, literally any public space. I just don't want to step into one for a while. And, and more that another um, data that we got from the news is that the cases here. Are people from like what fifty to eighteen to fifty? Yeah, it was basically eighteen to fifty. Yeah, 18 so to eighteen 50 to fifteen, year, eighteen to fifteen year olds are are the majority of the cases in New York City. Fifty percent of the cases. Yeah, so that's a little scary. Yeah, because that's where we fit right in, and yeah. if that's fifty percent of the cases, then that adds to our percentage <laughs> of <laughs> likability that we're going to catch something out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I figure if we haven't caught anything yet. We'd, we're not going to have it. Yeah. We would have been developing some sort of symptoms, I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing we could do is just wait it out, avoid public spaces. Mm-hmm. If we take a walk, you know, the, what we did the other day, we just stepped outside for a minute. Yeah. You know, just use it. Use na- if you don't have gloves, just use paper towels or something t- for the doorknobs. You yeah. know, make sure you're not touching anything that other people touched. Yeah. And 
and just if you see people in the street just kind of cross the street if you if you know if they're coming right at you mm-hmm. just try to avoid close co- contact with them and you know i mean the other day we went outside it was beautiful outside it felt refreshing to just be outside for, even if it was just for five minutes yeah it was like 75 degrees too. it was amazing <laughs> um it was surreal uh but um everybody was uh, walking wa- around with masks everybody's wearing masks and gloves, gloves. yeah yeah uh, i regret not getting masks and gloves i, I if i would have taken it a little more seriously when we did the shopping i would have gotten masks and gloves yeah i mean but is that um i just didn't think it was gonna get yeah like and the minute this. the minute that it hit new york people went out looking for masks and gloves so by the time it was getting worse that we needed to stay home there was nothing out there i mean yeah we could have we could have looked a little harder but yeah Definitely, but, we could have, or we could have ordered online. Right. We still can. We, yeah. But um, other things that we're also doing while in quarantine, in quarantena, um, is also like working in our personal projects. Like for me, definitely I've taken this time to just organize next projects and, you know, to plan out my time now that I'm going to be home for a little bit. Um, to take advantage of the time, maybe record some videos and get my my platform going or keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think like I'm keep looking at my paintings and I'm like, I I think by week by week two. Yeah. <laughs> by the second week here, I'm probably gonna look at my paintings like, you know what? I think it's time maybe to start painting again. Yeah. Uh, spend my evenings painting. Mm-hmm. Spend my weekends painting. Um, I mean we we I think something that we're gonna that's gonna start getting to us that we're gonna miss is going to bars and eating out and restaurants. Oh yeah, for sure. No, this it, week, this weekend, I think it was on Friday. I was like, I don't want to cook today, and I was like, you have no choice. <laughs> 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 like you gotta cook. Yeah, I mean, we can order food, but we can order food. But thing I'm is, I'm paranoid now. Uh, now I'm paranoid too. I don't too. want to exactly. order food because I don't know how they're cooking. Are they using gloves or not? Are they sick or not? So, I don't know. I think. I think it's going to be hard. There's going to come there's going to come a point where you're going to have to start taking your chances and, and just say maybe it's time that we can like start to order food or maybe it's time that people probably caught on. Yeah. But while you still see that people are walking around like let's say in in concerts or in uh, outdoor beach on beaches or yeah. things like that, you know, if you start seeing events that people are still doing things like that, it makes me wonder if those people end up having day jobs at restaurants. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Who knows? I mean, the the restaurants we have ordered from, I think like the week, the week where it got bad here or the week prior, it was like Indian food and Chinese food. And, you know, we're still good. We haven't felt any symptoms. Yeah. So I, I guess those are our to-go places if we would like to. Eat. And I think my biggest paranoia is just that one of us ends up getting sick. Or yeah. that we that we just catch some, even if it's just a regular flu or some some bug in the air, yeah, and that we end up having to go to doctors and do all this stuff. I'd like that's the last thing I want to do is get tied up in that right now with all those serious cases out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll play it by ear. Um, I hopefully everybody, all all the people out there listening to us around the world. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and self quarantining to the best of your ability, yeah. using your better judgment. For your own lifestyle, like mm-hmm. what fits you. So I know everybody has different situations. If we had children in here, yeah. it'd be a whole different scenario. Yeah. Um, fortunately, it's just that you, you and I, and, and between the two of us, we, we can manage our, our spaces. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and um and i promise you guys listeners this is the last of the quarantine episodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah after this we'll go to just regular reg- schedule <laughs> regular schedule regular topics yeah. um there's plenty of stuff we want to talk about but um but we we felt the need to kind of like just get this information out there for our own sanity. Yeah, and then also remember that social distancing is physical distancing, but doesn't mean that you cannot be social. Exactly. So, you know, that's this is also like an example for you to check up on your friends, check up on your family, do FaceTime, do Skype. You were doing working out. Were you working out with your friends? Yeah, I was working out with my friends through Skype. We got to post a little clip of that. <laughs> yeah. Even it was actually really fun. Um, so, you know, there's no excuse and if you feel alone if you feel a little bit um you know depression lonely whatever you might feel just reach out and call a friend um text whatever you need but just don't let those feelings get to you i i saw somewhere a post about um netflix having like a watch along type of thing where oh, yeah, you like stream a, as a party mm-hmm. yeah you can have like a party uh streaming service or whatever yeah um i've seen also a lot of movie reviewers doing um watch alongs where they're streaming movies and they're like giving their commentary and having That's like group really chats cool. um yeah I, people we saw a lot of people performers singers doing, doing live doing yeah, live streams live now streams. on youtube YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, even though there is social distancing, I think people on social media are doing a little more socializing. Yeah. Which is a good thing. It's a positive thing. Hopefully, once we get past this first, second, third week, things settle down, we get into a new routine, it'll be a lot easier to just get into this new routine. Yeah. What are we really doing now? (laughs) And we won't be on this, like, paranoia anymore. We'll just be on, like, this is life. Fuck it. Right? Facts. Yeah. So enjoy these conversations. All right. La cuarentena, ¿qué te puedo decir? No sé, no sé si decir quién, de verdad. Pero estás puede ser peor, puede ser peor. ¿Estás en cuarentena o todavía tú estás trabajando? Todavía hay trabajo para nosotros porque yo trabajo en un banco. Y eso es parte de Essential Services. Bueno, sí, pero entonces hoy hay como un papelón porque nosotros estamos en el área de call center y pues salió un video entre David Peinado y el secretario de Estado eh, diciendo como que él ha recibido un montón de mensajes de call centers que uh-huh. siguen operando uh-huh. por la excusa de que es un servicio esencial. Sí. Y que diga que cuál es realmente, o sea, cuán esencial realmente son los departamentos de telemercadeo, por ejemplo. Uh-huh. Y él dice que no, que telemercadeo no, que la, que los call centers que deben seguir operando deben ser cosas dirigidas a, la, a atender la emergencia que está pasando. Exacto. Pues cosas de salud o pues... Pero que, por ejemplo, departamentos como telemercadeo, uh-huh. el específicamente dijo telemercadeo, no tienen que estar ventas no tiene que sí. estar operando ah. y y en, aquí telemercadeo para exacto. tarjetas de crédito exacto ajá uh-huh. wow okay so uh, an introduction first because we started talking yeah <laughs> so we're here with Kayla straight from Puerto Rico what's up Kayla hi <laughs> <laughs> we were recording already <laughs> 
I kind of guess. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> My very honest reaction. So, how are you? Kind of. So, good. Kayla um, is calling. Well, we call Kayla from Puerto Rico because we wanted to know, you know, how is she dealing with the coronavirus? How is the government dealing with coronavirus? Because we know that they have a history of mismanagement and craziness. And um, how's it how's it impacting work, everyday life? Yeah. Are, is everybody walking around with masks or what? Well, not everybody, but I mean, I have seen maybe like what some one person at work <laughs> that has like sleep apnea problems. Like he had a mask, and uh, I saw a lady wearing gloves, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's everybody's like washing their hands a lot, is what mm-hmm. I see, and. Uh, a lot of hand sanitizer action going on. And are, you, are you worried for your own safety? Yes. And how do you say, I mean, I think I don't see it as something like that imminent. I feel like I'm in a really bad, bad place. But because I, I know it could be worse because my work uh, took like a day to uh, do some, I don't know how to say it in English, higienizar. I don't know. If, yeah, yeah, I don't know the word in English. Like to, to sanitize, yeah, to sanitize our floor. Yeah. Okay. To like to sanitize our floor and whatever, and you, you work in generally, what, you know. What are you working in? Uh-huh. Uh, I a work bank. in a call center in a bank. Yeah, oh, a call bank, center in right. a bank. Got you, got you. Okay. Yeah, and they're always pretty on with you know like the cleaning and stuff. The the thing that worries is maybe the fact that it's a lot of people together. Yeah. But they're doing you know putting an effort to like spread us out in the sense of uh, getting other people to other buildings and just well that's positive trying yeah. to yeah yeah that's why I'm saying like in in a bit like uh, I'm not that alarmed like right away alarmed yeah like yeah. they're crazy there but the fact that we're still operating is kind of weird because we're not, I don't feel like we're on necessity, like we're telemarketing. Yeah. But I mean, uh, in any case, they're still working on it day by day. And that's what, that's something else that can be worrying. The fact that, oh, you, you know, you ask something like, uh, what are we going to do? Are we going to shut down? Mm-hmm. They can't give you an answer right away. It's always like, we're working on it. We're working on it. Right. We're, you know, you got to talk to everybody, chain of command over there type of thing. Yeah. And that's, uh, let's say that for me, like I am young and my, you know, my partner's young and like we're okay in that sense. But I know one of our coworkers is very alarmed with the fact that we have to work because he has his wife pregnant and he also mm-hmm. takes care of his older dad. So he's around some, some people who, you know, it really might be more of an imminent danger too you know sticking around in the call center and then going home to them yeah. that yeah. is dangerous absolutely so it's different for a lot of people you know it's, yeah. it's a very you can't you can't really just and does, does the company it. has offered like any benefits if she if he wants to stay home or something like that well the last thing I heard was that uh, you're not gonna get Penalizado? How do you say you're not going to get uh, penalized? Okay. Penalized, yeah. I, I, it sounds I funny, but yes. I was going to say it, but I know. <laughs> I, I thought about it. Like, oh, I thought about it. Are you not going to get penalized anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck coronavirus. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, coronavirus. <laughs> I, I affect I, my yeah. penalization. 
<laughs> I don't want to miss that. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you're not going to get penalized uh, if you don't go to work. In fact, they encourage you to, you know, if you have any symptoms, just go home two weeks mm-hmm. and stay there. Uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, I don't know how that's going with pay. I think I heard something about, like, they're going to add, like, five days of PTO. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you but still, you know, it's two weeks, just yeah, five days of PDO, enough. so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. And, uh, again, I've just been on the margin of just, like, you know what? I'm going to go to work. I'm not going to say hi to anybody. That's another thing. We don't say hi to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. We're, like, everybody from afar. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, just stay there, do my thing, clean, you know, have my life all wiped, wiping everything down. Yeah. And... Just trying to get by, but uh, like I mentioned with the video, the David Bignall video that said that uh, telemarketing is an essential, said by the Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Well, they sent that to our supervisor, and then they send that to someone else and someone else, and we're just waiting to see if we get any news during the day right. about yeah. our department, like at least. I mean, because that Doing bank, yeah, that bank in particular is one of the m- most powerful in Puerto Rico. So I think that they should have enough money to cover you guys for two weeks. Like, I don't see a reason why not. Yeah, it's just that apparently, uh, you know, the, the how do you say the, 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 the answer we've gotten so far is just that it's not as easy to just shut everything down because we work with other partners, other businesses, there's contracts in the way. And uh, just like every other emergency we've had so far, like yeah. with the earthquakes and with yeah. uh, the hurricane, clearly, uh, like, mm-hmm, clearly everything has proven that we are not ready. Yeah. Like there's no emergency plans made. Everything is being made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. Like for the earthquakes, it was the same thing. Maria was the same thing. Uh, nobody was ready for a pandemic, so this is it. The plans are like being traced out now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if anything, I feel of course that way, but I really have not. I'm just. I think maybe I'm a bit astonished at the whole situation. Still, como. I really wasn't expecting this to be a pandemic either. Like, it was just yeah, something we saw on the news far away, and then, you know, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's chaos. No, when I saw it, like, when, when it first came out, like, in December, um, we saw it from from China, coming from China, and for us in retail, we saw kind of like a hit because we were not getting those tourists coming from China, and they're big spenders for our brand. So we were starting to see something happening, but we never thought that, First of all, it was going to move all over the world. And second of all, that it was going to move so fast. Because by that time, like I was joking with, with Cortez, with Chris, and I was like, oh, coronavirus, we're going to get it or whatever. And then all of a sudden, four months later, it's here and it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, uh, even, though, even, uh-huh, though Puerto even though Puerto Rico is beautiful, it's not exempt from the coronavirus. Exactly. I mean? It's a tropical, beautiful place, but still, you know, this is around the world. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and people like joke around with that, with the fact that oh, Puerto Rico was blessed. Oh you yeah. Know? <laughs> like we don't have stuff happen here. Yeah. We don't have stuff happen here. Like we're blessed, and then all of a sudden, like since Maria, or even like a little bit before, everything yeah. has just been like 
down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true and it's and crazy. How, how um, I mean, we know that all governments are kind of like doing their part as, um, as they get information about the virus, but how do you feel that the media in Puerto Rico and also the government have been, you know, taking care of this disaster? Well, it's all in the news. It's everything. It's everything and anything you can see on the news. So that does add to a little bit of hysteria yeah. in the sense that, you know, right away uh, you would see supermarkets, you know, people just, uh, how do you say, panic buying mm -hmm. that our friend Tatiana wrote yeah. to us one day that it was crazy in the supermarket. Uh, thankfully, like, we didn't need anything in that sense. So we didn't have to actually expose ourselves to that. So I don't really know about the stores. But, yeah, I do know that it's it's just been all over the news. Like, I just opened Facebook. Everybody's posting about a link about news about coronavirus, their status, opinion about coronavirus, memes about coronavirus. You. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> everywhere you look, everywhere you look. And the news, the media coverage here, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all they do. I've, I've seen a lot about uh, what people are uh, criticizing, that the government says there's no cases, but it's because they're not doing tests. And that's a whole issue going on about how they're uncovering that, the fact that there's cases here. Uh, but obviously they can get away with saying that there's no cases, but it's because they're not doing any tests. Right. So... Yeah nothing proven obviously i wonder if um like is is there steps to getting people in puerto rico tested or is it just like yeah no they have i mean i feel like they have steps but now they're so regulated the steps that if somebody has the virus because of the steps they're following they cannot get tested because for example they have like you have to have the symptoms but you also have to have to Um, have traveled to Italy or China or something like that or be in contact with somebody that had it. But let's say you have the symptoms and you don't have those specific requirements, you're not going to get tested. There's only like X amount of tests available. I don't know the number, but yeah, that's what Carla's, what Carla's saying. Yeah. So, and that's another thing. So they don't have a lot of tests uh, available. So they kind of like using it for the people that covers all the requirements so that they might have coronavirus. I don't know. But that's that's a problem because that's how it gets spread faster if you don't know if you have it and more when they let... Uh, I heard that there was a cruise that came to Old San Juan and there was one of the tourists that came out of the cruise and she was walking through Old San Juan and everything and then they found out that she had the virus. She was licking all the yeah, <laughs> so, licking all the handrails. And <laughs> oh my god, I saw Gross. a meme. It wasn't a meme. It was like a video of this white girl licking a toilet seat, a, an airplane toilet seat. I was why? like, what the, the fuck? fuck? And then he said, coronavirus challenge. I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? No. Um, That's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. But I saw yeah. a meme. I saw uh -huh. a meme that said something about going out, like, I'll lick whatever I want, you know, like the government can't, can't stop me. I'll go out after 9 p.m. and lick everything. Oh, Fuck my you. God. That's great. Oh, yeah, but in Puerto Rico, they have, a, they have a curfew set up. Yes, we have a curfew. We have How a curfew. Work? How does it work? Uh, 
I think it's this after six, something like that. Uh, I don't know the exact hours, but I just know that I think it's after six. Yeah, everybody's just supposed to be in their house. A very strict curfew in that sense. Uh, and you're, I mean, everything during the day, honestly, is supposed to be closed off. Like there's a okay, there's a general quarantine going on mm-hmm. where everything is supposed to shut down except for essential services related to the emergency. And then also we have a curfew. Everybody's supposed to be inside their homes. And again, if you're not related, if you're not working or anything related to the emergency, you're gonna get a fine or you're gonna get arrested. Is it enforced? Uh, I've seen social media that it's enforced. I haven't exactly fact checked more into that, uh, but I have seen. I have seen people with fines. I've seen posts. You haven't seen it firsthand, though. No, not firsthand at all. Exactly. Okay. I've just seen posts, and again, yeah, like I see the people in the comments. How do we know this is true? This is the only source that posted it. How do we know this is? Oh I, my god! Social media is like a black hole for information. So honestly, yeah. Yeah. But but here and there, I've seen it, and what I really do know is that we have an alarm that sets off every night, uh, like a. Uh, like a flood alert or like an yeah. emergency really? alert. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, the one we got every yesterday? night. Oh, okay. But every phone, like it happens automatically on yeah. every phone. It's an alert that, that reaches every phone. Like when there's, like what? Like a flood alert. Yeah. I told yeah. them that. Like, so every phone is fucking ringing like nuts. And I think it is written by the governor or something because I saw on Facebook they were making fun of it last night. Because it comes with like a personalized message. Yeah. It says like, curfew, remember to stay in your home. And then the one from last night said, seguimos en casa. (laughs) And I was, I found it so ratchet. Because I just hear, I just hear like a, I just hear a Boricua lady, seguimos en casa. Está bien, quédense en casa. Estamos en casa, ¿ok? Recuerden. ¿Qué son estas horas? ¿Qué son estas horas de estar saliendo? Oh, my God. That's funny. That's what I heard. That's what I heard when I when I read that. So it's effective, huh? Yeah. It got you staying home, right? Oh no, no Abuel- I mean, Abuelita's upset. I gotta, I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she's about to give me a roughing. Oh uh, my god. There's, it's a bit of a toss up because I've seen a lot of the public being very aware, like spreading the message, pun intended, spreading the message of like, stay in your home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We gotta take care of people. This is the right thing to do. Don't go out. And then, you know, you have other people who are like, fuck this, you know, I don't care. I'm going to go out and have a drink, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I've also seen, you know, posts about, you know, the fact that the police is enforcing this curfew thing and that they're going after bars that are like open late and doing whatever they want. Yeah. That they're going after them and that they're going to find them yeah. and all that stuff. Hmm. So... I think I think they are. I haven't seen it personally, so you know, I think they're doing their thing well, because they they mm-hmm, according to social media, uh, but they seem to be holding it, trying to keep it together so the virus doesn't spread. Yeah. But I think it's mainly because uh, the hospitals here just won't take it, just yeah, won't be course. able to withstand it. 
we are going to die. If this is something that gets out of hand, we are going to die as terrible as it sounds. I was about because... to say that you sound really optimistic and now you took it dark. <laughs> yeah. dark <laughs> If we get it by any chance, we're going to die. die. <laughs> we are no. going to die. Like no. hospitals here don't stand a chance. And I have a friend also whose, uh, whose son is a doctor. And she's just like raging every minute on social media. That like, you know, just telling everybody like, stop, uh, stop uh, letting tourists in Puerto Rico. You're yeah. killing us. You're killing our doctors. Hmm. Because doctors have to be exposed to that every day. Yeah. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. and they're not testing the doctors either. So that's, that's very dangerous. Yeah, that's, that's extremely dangerous for them because if we don't have them, What are we gonna do? We're gonna die, see? Yeah. We're gonna- <laughs> Conclusion? We're gonna, We're gonna die. die. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Kayla, you actually no, sound but- you actually sound very upbeat. Mm-hmm. I think you I think I think out of all the people we spoke to today, you're like yeah. the most upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been I've just been at home all day. I'm really like it's my day off. Okay. And I've just been here. So I think I think it's, yeah. you're one of those damn millennials that are spreading the virus around. <laughs> those those uh, with a smile in their faces. Yeah, immune immune millennials that are just like, oh well. <laughs> We're all I gotta, gotta die. die. You gotta die. <laughs> <laughs> yeet, yeah, yeet. Uh, trendy. Yeah. Uh, no, but but really, it's really how do you say? I can be like this, but from my perspective, like it really sucks for other people in the sense that yeah. there's, I've seen a lot of posts too about people. Uh, who work, who are self-employed, yeah. who mm-hmm. just have to, you know, be quarantined now and don't have any way to get their income. I've yeah. seen other people who get laid off, yeah. like our friend Natalie, but also yeah. here. People yeah. who got laid off and again, no income. And uh, they haven't heard anything about their, uh, their payments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Payment plans or anything for mortgage, for electricity, basic needs. Uh And elderly people, I guess, too. I, at the moment, I haven't seen anything personally, but it's something I always think about too. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know how they're faring, you know. I wonder. I wonder if they. I wonder if the elderly. This. I wonder if the elderly on the on the island, being that they're elderly from a different generation, are taking it seriously enough. I, I'm sure they are. I feel like I feel like they're very maybe, but they. I, I have this. Yeah, I have yeah. a stereotype in my head, a cliche of the Puerto Rican older generation being very aware of like. Uh, viruses and flus and colds and ha- be- trying but, uh, to—I s- don't know—I just have this thing in my head that they would be more aware. But at the same time, they could be also very like kind of—I can fight anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it—it it all depends how serious they take it, you know. Yeah. Because we, like, we are getting information from other countries. We don't really know how the virus spread or or what is the virus itself. So we're just hearing rumors, and if people just pay attention to rumors, they might feel kind of like, oh, it's just like a flu. So, ¿cuántas veces no me dado catarro? Yo me puedo mejorar de cualquier cosa. I didn't think about you know? that voice. Thank you for bringing that voice in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other one I didn't think uh-huh. of. Yeah. yeah. No, but, um, yeah, I mean, it all depends. But hopefully they are, take, they are taking the precautions, and they're taking care of themselves. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. Really, it's it's really. I would just describe this as chaotic. Every day is yeah. a new adventure. As in, yeah. what are they gonna do? The businesses that are still operating, you know, forcing and not forcing the workers because that's the thing. They tell you, 
okay, you can stay home, but, but without pay, pay, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you have people who are like, okay, I'll just bite the bullet, you know, and go because yeah. I need it. That sucks. Uh, yeah. But I saw, I saw today that there's a call center that actually uh, did not want to shut down. And maybe, I think it was thanks to the David video or anything else, like anything else that got out into the media. Mm -hmm. Help them shut down and like the um, the person I have on my Facebook who was you know uh, providing all the information on this uh, took a screenshot of the company saying okay all right we're gonna shut down operations mm -hmm. in the midst of this like yeah. <laughs> the workers won the battle in that one right uh, but again it's an every day <laughs> every day is an adventure with this and some people think it's still like a common cold but. I think the, the general feel is not that way anymore, honestly. Like, maybe the first few days, yeah, but not now. Not anymore. Everybody, I think, takes a bit more seriously so right now. So, over mm -hmm. here, they already closed down bars. Like, you can't have a bar open, you can't serve people. Are they still serving people down there and having bars open and everything? Well, I am proud to say that I have not gone anywhere, any bar, to be <laughs> able to tell you this, really. I know that food places are operating, doing deliveries. They're taking advantage of that whole, you know, quarantine. We got you. We'll right. take your food. Yeah. So, but bars, I really have not, like, mm, I wouldn't know. But you haven't, you haven't, I wouldn't, you haven't heard anything mm -hmm. in the local news saying that they have closed down bars or quarantine bars or anything like that? Not really. Mm -mm. I would have to look for it. I honestly, knowing how people are, maybe someone is out there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They're doing so whatever the fuck yeah. they want. Yeah. Yeah, no, here here they they made it mandatory um that they only do takeout and they can't Ooh. serve in they can't serve in the seating and bars are shut. Yeah. Any I any mean, place any place. Yeah, because that, you that, cannot have more than fifty or ten people. Yeah, ten people in a room. Yeah. You're not allowed to have more than mm. ten or fifteen people in a room. So places like that they can't function. So yeah. they're shut down. Yeah. Here we're just kind of settling down to like imagining that we're probably going to be shut down in the next 24 hours, maybe like all of New York. Um, they're they're holding back from doing that, but that's the news is that they're probably going to shut down New York in the next 24 hours. And as far as like personal work, like you know, like Carla said, her her off her store is shut down for two weeks. My office, yeah. we're working from home uh, until they say no. So that that's permanent for now. Yeah. And it was a big operation. In my job, it was a big operation to have everybody work from home. It was very difficult. But they managed to get us down to 17%. So right now, the, the, the other thing is that the, the local, the mayor, no, the, the governor announced this morning that in New York, um, offices have to be down to 50%. Uh, in, no more than 50% 50 can be working, working in, the, in the offices or in the, in the buildings. Yeah. So if your build, if your company had a thousand workers, you could only have 500. If you have more than 500, you're breaking the law technically. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So they're really enforcing it. So, so um, uh, in my office, we got down to 17 percent, which is really impressive. Um, and they yep. want to, they want to get down to 100 actually, it's, which is surprising. But that's the message being sent is like they really have been pushing to get it down as low as possible. Um, but 70% is impressive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. impressive. I was like, wow, that's really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're really 
settling down to actually make this kind of permanent for a while. I mean, for as long as they, it has to be. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yep. I mean, I'm sure that they can, I mean, we'll see. You know, I never expected that they were going to close down the store. I expected maybe them to reduce the hours. Uh, but then when everything got kind of like uh, serious with the government and everything, then they shut it down. I was like, wow. They and fa then they fast tracked that shit. Yeah. And then um, yeah. when they finally and then we had an update saying that the closure was going to be even longer. I was like, wow, I don't know how we're going to recover from this to going back to a store where you're selling clothing and you don't know how people are feeling right now. Um, I feel like you need more of a human connection with people so that then you're all like um, you'll be able to kind of like see how they're feeling and see if they're up to buying clothing or not. Especially luxury clothing that are not. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I wanted to ask that. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm glad to know, you know, you guys are, your jobs have plans for you. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to say like when you're at home now Carla do you like do you get paid while being at home yeah they said yes um, it's kind of like what you said uh, for the bank so it's like PTO? Uh, emergency PTO yeah so we're not they're not using right. our PTOs but they're providing us with PTOs that you're gonna owe them so you're gonna owe them for the rest for of your life sure. yeah. exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I know they have like calamity. We have like we have something of a fund for calamities, but it's not enough to cover two weeks. But yeah, I don't know if that's what you guys have the same thing. I guess it's that because they I I wasn't there when they had a and they had an HR meeting. So HR went to the store and they kind of spoke about it. And um, I wasn't there, but they did said when they gave us the update that the closure was going to be longer. They did said that we're gonna get a pay and we're gonna still be accruing PTOs during this time. So for now, it's working out. I just I do believe that they're gonna be laying off people because I the thing with us is that this started in Italy, and in Italy is our main kind of like um, como la fabrica, yeah, our main market, oh. but also the this, the main like fabric and everything where everything gets built and then uh, yeah Milan is the center of Armani's world so damn it, it's still shut down I think and I don't know how the company itself it's gonna recover I mean Armani he's a billionaire man but I don't know we'll see. yeah 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 we're not we never expected this to happen you know yeah. pandemic and and that's a uh, crazy thing, out mm -hmm. because usually, I mean, not usually, but when these things happen, it kind of like stays, uh, it stays in an area. Um, and if it travels, it travels like one case or two cases, but it, I, I've never seen anything like this, yeah. where it's, it yeah. starts in a country and then it's four months after and then it's all over the world. All over like, the world and spreading fast. Like, like in New York, we're up to, what, 1,300 cases? 1,300, yeah. Just in, just in this New York City area. Yeah. In Queens, it was like 300 cases or two something. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. So it's it's legit. It's out there. Yeah. And there and the and the more that people are being tested, the numbers are going up. So that yeah. means people have just been silently walking around with it. Exactly. So <laughs> so it's there. And it's real. So testing for you guys is pretty accessible in that sense. We haven't even no. looked into it yet. 
So our first step is quarantine. We're just here like right. two scared rats. In a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I'm, think... I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I'm in quarantine mode too. Yeah, I haven't looked into testing except what I've seen through Facebook posts about how that goes. Yeah, but, yeah. But I think it's so. It's it's like the same requirements like in Puerto Rico. Like you need to have the symptoms that are related to coronavirus, and then if you have traveled to those places or if you have been in contact with somebody that tested positive, then for sure you should just go and get a test. Uh, but no, we don't know how, you know, how accessible it is. Um, and do you actually maybe trust your government and, you know, respect them in the sense that they're handling this, even though it's unknown, you know, for everybody, but do you trust that they're handling this? I, and my, I mean the state I think the state government is doing a, the local is doing government, the, yeah. the local government state and city um, they're doing the right thing the national response has not been it's been ridiculous yeah it's been, it's, a freaking it's been crazy like what it's the been, fuck it's been a freaking TV show to yeah. watch president or you know his staff talking about it sounds crazy he's crazy it sounds crazy and then <laughs> And then, you know, you know, it's funny, like I, I uh, just to talk about politics a little bit. I did see like um, the Democrat uh, Biden and, and Bernie, they, yeah. they both came out and spoke about, you know, what they would want to do in this Corona case situation and, and like what they feel that giving their opinions of making mm -hmm. big speeches about what they want to do. And I appreciate what they're talking about. Both of them had valid points. They sound both. They both sound like they're trying to make statements that make people feel reassured. I think that Bernie Sanders made a, a more realistic uh, Statement. statements. Um, but at the same time, it's still show. It still feels like TV show. It doesn't feel real because they, they can't do anything. They're not Yeah. They're not elected to be to do anything. They, they're just trying to get those votes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully hopefully in a week or two weeks, we'll have better a better gra grasp on it. By then, hopefully. I'm sure. I mean, and that's another thing about this conversation. We have seen a lot of like Hollywood stars, they tested positive to coronavirus. How is it so easy for them to get tested? Because they're Hollywood stars. I know, but that's a problem. Well, the president this morning said, well, that's life. I know, those, those are things of life. That's, oh, what, that's what happens in life. I'm like, what? <laughs> He said that's life. That's are you horrible. crazy? He said that's life. Yeah, you know, if some people have better, better access to testing. Yeah, well, that's, that's life. life. What the fuck? That's horrible. I hope someone shoots him and that's like, <laughs> God damn it. Oh my God. I was God. hoping he got the coronavirus, but according to his doctor, he didn't. So. He didn't? Uh, yeah. We, all, we were all rooting for, yeah, exactly. for the yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> I'm glad to hear Thank that you're you so upbeat. Well. You actually cheered us up today. Yeah. <laughs> you guys You cheered us up because over here we're over here we're doom and gloom. We're we're living a movie over here. This is a freaking yeah. outbreak. Everybody in the street has masks now. Wait, you mean in your side or New York? Like everybody has masks in our in our New neighborhood. York. Yeah, in our neighborhood, and even when I was riding the train coming in out of the city, like people wearing masks, people are wearing Damn, gloves. That's It yeah, looks like a movie. So it feels scary. like a movie. The entire office building before they allowed us to start working from home. In the days that were coming, this like all last week, they were setting up um, what is it, the sanitizer? Yeah. They were setting mm -hmm. up sanitizer sanitizer stations at the elevators, in the lobbies, all up the mm -hmm. floors. Like it was everywhere. Everywhere was 
don't touch anything yeah sanitize everything and everybody's walking around like that and it's crazy you're not used to that in new york yeah in new york you're used yep. to people just pushing shoving hey you being know aggressive being aggressive <laughs> pu- pushing the doors open <laughs> even if you have homeless people like people are just so used to that that it doesn't they don't react to it now yeah people clearing out if they see a homeless person they clear out if they see a- any anybody sitting too close they kind of move away it's crazy it's, it's uncomfortable it makes you feel weird it's like something's you. wrong Mm-hmm. You see that it's big, it's, it's everywhere, germs, and you feel like you can't escape germs. <laughs> exactly. <is> maddening. <laughs> and people, you can't escape people. Can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, here, I think that's something else that plays a very big part in hysteria, too, that we don't trust ours. Yeah. Like, just be, just as you called me, uh, Manu was showing me a video uh, making fun of Wanda when she was our governor. When yeah. she was, uh, you know, giving one of her speeches at schools, whatever. Yeah. People just make fun of it, really. They don't take it seriously. They don't respect. And I think that's part of what makes us feel, like, so doomed. Right, because you're supposed to get the facts from them. And then you don't trust what they're saying. And it's yeah. understandable. It's kind of... They have been lying this whole time. <laughs> and they keep yep. lying and yep. they keep covering themselves. So how am I supposed to trust what you're saying? Exactly. It's not. But if anything, it's a shame. That's it. Yeah, I promise. That's the last of it. I'll send you guys. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you try. We've done. You we've are done the longest Hispanic conversation goodbye. we have been having. Because she's, because she's upbeat. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, hey, we've hey, done. Hey. <laughs> we've done the Hispanic goodbye like goodbye, yeah. three times already. That's so, right. This is it. This is it, fam. <laughs> All right, Caleb, but listen, you know what? We're going to have you back on because I think in these days we're going to be locked down. Yeah. So we're going to be doing more episodes a lot faster. Yeah. So we'll probably call you back and talk about some other crap. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'll, be, I'll make sure to read up on more <laughs> local news and stuff then for like next time. No, I mean, or maybe about other things. Other things. We'll figure out some yeah. other topics. We got, we got we'll figure it out. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Caleb, t- stay safe though. Okay. It's very real. Be careful. Day. Be careful out there. You too, guys. Lots of love. Okay. Bessel, take care. Bye. Kali. Hola, Tati. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, aquí, pendiente al teléfono. <laughs> oh, my God. ¿Cómo estás pasando esa cuarentena? Pues aquí estamos. Come, que come, que come, que come. Oh, man. No, no pueden comer tanto. Pues fíjate, estamos al de ayer, creo que no sé, ni me acuerdo ya, fui al gimnasio de aquí de, del complejo, pero después dije, bueno, aquí este gimnasio tiene que estar viniendo más gente, pues creo que no vuelvo. Sí, no hay que hacer ejercicio. Y pues en aquí casa. en la casa, y tratando de que después de las 6 de la tarde no comer carbohidratos, pero allá no acabamos de comer una chuleta con papas fritas. <risa> Así que la chuleta de la plancha y las papas le echamos a freír. Ay, Dios mío. Y ahí escucha el bebé en el fondo. Sí. Ahí está Nico. ¿Cómo está Nico? Ahí le, le está contando cómo le va. Cómo le va. ¿Está bien? ¿Se, mo- ¿Se mejoró un poco? Okay. Pues fíjate, gracias a Dios le está bien. Le da gracias a Dios no tiene fiebre ni catarro. Catarro le hemos seguido dando terapia. Gracias a Dios ya está súper bien. Que... Ok. Qué bueno. So, Tatiana, ¿cómo te ha afectado el coronavirus? Pues mira, el coronavirus en Puerto Rico y en mi casa, pues gracias a Dios estamos bien y súper positivos, pero pues da un poco de miedo porque 
pues como tengo a, a Nicolás, que es, pues, que es un niño que las defensas, pues, como quien dice, ahora es que se está fortificando su sistema inmune, más diabéticos tipo, tipo 1, que también es está en riesgo, más, ¿cómo te digo? Más el miedo de uno contagiarse, digo yo, es contagiar a los de mi casa, o visitar uh -huh. a mis papás y contagiarlos a ellos. Pero pienso que en algún momento todo el mundo tiene que salir de su casa, que está bien esto de la cuarentena, 14 días en la casa encerrado, uno siendo positivo, pero yo digo, ¿y qué va a pasar cuando uno salga de aquí de la casa? ¿Con mascarilla en una burbuja o esto de momento tirín, se desapareció? Realmente yo lo que hago todos los días es tomar muchísima vitamina C. Sí. Este, pues porque como han dicho que el quien tiene el sistema inmune, pues esa cosa como que no le afecta tan grave. Sí, pues sí. para tener la, la defensa pues fuerte y si Dios no lo quiere, pues me da, pues... Que, me, que como quien dice que me lo quiten rápido ah. exacto, sí, eso es lo que dice mucho, eh, tuvimos también un, un doctor amigo de Cristian eh, que hablamos con él y él nos dijo lo mismo, tienes que mantenerte saludable eh, tomando vitaminas y pues haciendo ejercicio comiendo saludable todo lo demás y pues así, mis papás a cada rato los llamo a ver cómo están, pasé por donde ellos que los saludé así del balcón de lejos, tú sabes, mami brincando para todos lados. <risa> ¿Y cómo están ellos? ¿Tienen trabajo o...? Pues fíjate, no, ninguno de los dos. Está wow. todo el mundo, tú sabes, en la casa y estos patronos que te mandan para la casa, sí, quédate en tu casa fuerte para que, para que no te contagie, pero no, no te pagan. Sí, ¿tu trabajo cómo se vio afectado? Pues fíjate, yo, a mí me dejaron ir para la casa, que por un lado lo agradezco, pues, pero por otro cuestión de lo económico, pues como es servicios profesionales, hora que tú no trabajes, hora que no te pagan, y pues ya llega un momento que desde que nació Nicolás como que me acostumbré a tener siempre el guito ahorrado, uh -huh. y pues ya como que uno vive así, cualquier cosa que pase pues usa los ahorros, y los ahorros se han convertido ya como quien dice en el diario vivir de uno Sí, exacto Tatiana, ¿qué, qué, tú, qué tú crees que es la diferencia entre lo que está pasando ahorita con esto del coronavirus y por ejemplo el huracán cuando llegó los huracanes? Uh -huh. Wow, es que el, el huracán era como atmosférico, digo yo, como que la destrucción era material, ahora esto del coronavirus afecta como que tu vida, tu salud, entonces como tú ves tantos casos de otros países que donde el sistema de salud ha colapsado y sabemos que en Puerto Rico nuestro sistema de salud no es el más fuerte del planeta, es que uh -huh. uno teme como quien dice amor, dentro de todo, digo uno es positivo a morir porque como sí. uno ve tantos casos en otros países, uno dice, Dios mío, si eso pasa aquí, el sistema no colapsa, se, se fue por la borda y aquí pues, habrá muerte. Aquí yo escuché una vecina que decía, aquí te tirarán al mal. Oh, my God. Porque el problema es que la, los casos se acumulan, se acumulan el caso de coronavirus, pero también el caso que ya estaba en el hospital, y ahí es cuando pasa el desastre, porque como no tienen suficiente gente para trabajar con, con los que están afectados, no tienen suficientes eh, ventiladores y todas esas cosas que se necesitan, ahí es cuando pasa el desastre realmente. Eso, eso es lo que está pasando en Italia. Wow, pero esa pregunta con lo de María es, es como, como dos miedos distintos. Exacto, sí, sí, la gente está preparada para esto, porque como es algo diferente, no sé si están preparados para, para este tipo de cosas. Mm -mm. ¿Me entiendes? Yo creo que no. Decirle a la gente, lávese las manos, bueno, está bien. 
pero si uno viene de, de una cultura donde la gente se abraza, se dan besos cuando se saludan, uh -huh. y decirle a ellos, bueno, ahora no se pueden ni arrimarse porque eso puede... Exacto. ¿Me entiendes? Entonces, ¿quién lo va a tomar en serio? Van a decir, no, eso no, eso no me va a afectar, eso no me va a Exacto, sí. ¿Cómo tú ves a la gente? ¿Ves que la gente lo está tomando en serio o...? Están... Pues mira, la cosa es que aquí no, tú no ves ni a la gente, porque yo digo que la gente <risa> no está ni preparada de lo que está escondiéndose. Bueno, sí, ese, que ese... por lo menos están haciendo caso en cuestión de que todo el mundo se está salvaguardando pues, para que esas Exacto. cosas no se peguen, pero por lo menos en mi complejo tú no ves yo creo que la gente botando la basura y vuelve otra vez para su casa. Bueno, por lo, por lo menos eso ayuda. Y eso tiene que ser raro allá porque tú sabes que allá, si tú sacas la basura ahí, tres te paran. ¡Hola! ¿Qué, qué estás haciendo? Sí. A preguntarte o a hablarte, a contarte. Sí. Wow. Así mismo. Es más, yo fui al puesto a, a comprar un galón de agua, que nada más falta que me hiciera un ritual para coger el galón. <risa> y me encontré una vecina y me iba como a saludar y fue como que ¡No! <risa> <risa> ¡No me toques, por favor! <risa> ¡Ay, Dios mío! Pobre que es Tatiana. como que yo, ¡Ay, Dios mío! Tatiana, sobe, bendito. Yo que no se vaya a sentir mal, pero... <risa> sí, sí, pero no, no me... Es que todo como el mundo que está uno va como asustado. automático. Sí. No, aquí, aquí también es, es como difícil. Hay gente que hay gente que hasta uno les da la oportunidad que se vayan a la casa y no quieren. Como que les da miedo cambiar la rutina. Sí. Quieren, quieren como decir, no, yo soy más fuerte que esto. Y si no la oficina creo... está abierta, yo vengo a la oficina. Pero pueden trabajar desde la casa. Wow. Sí, sí hay, gente, hay gente que también tiene sus personalidades que no se acomodan a cambio, ¿me entiende? Entonces, por eso también pienso de pronto, no sé, de pronto en el Caribe, a lo mejor están más acostumbrados a la idea de un huracán. Sí, sí. claro. A, a la idea de esto, porque esto... No, y la cosa es que después del huracán sí hubo daños materiales, pero la gente podía salir, saludarse, uh -huh. ayudarse... Tú sabes, pero ahora no se puede tocar a nadie. Ni, ni compartir comida. Ni compartir, ahora. exacto, ni compartir comida, ni que compartir en, en nada. Un, en un huracán, tú, la gente dice, ah, yo te voy a cocinar, yo te doy la comida. Y uno va a decir, sí. yo no sé si quiero esa comida porque no sé de dónde vino. Sí, exacto. Así mismo es, así mismo es. Y es una situación bien, como ustedes dicen, es, es como de quizás el mismo temor, el mismo miedo, la misma precaución, pero el ambiente es bien distinto. Porque María, todo el mundo, el, el vecino... Es más, yo me enteré que por mi casa había gente de mi edad de María. Cuando en casa de mis papás Ajá. había eh, eh, este, vecinos de mi misma edad, que tenían hijos y todo, que yo no los conocía. Ahora no, ahora es que a quien tú no conocías, ahora lo conocen menos. Exacto. <risa> Exacto. Wow. Y pues así, súper positiva, pero un día detrás del otro, pero también pensando, como quien dice, siendo positiva pero con los pies en la tierra, en algún momento todo el mundo tiene que salir de la casa porque si no te mata el coronavirus, te matará la, la economía o la falta de las deudas siguen, la, como quien dice la vida sigue, que hay, en algún momento tendríamos que salir, pero yo digo que pues, y esto de momento no se va a, a espumar, a desaparecer así porque sí, porque sí so que yo digo que hay que ponernos fuertes en cuestión de nuestra salud y cada día pues uno pone su salud como prioridad, tomarse las vitaminas, continuar con lavándose las manos, esto de saludarse, pues, inventarse algún otro saludo, estilo musulmán o algo así, o namaste, o algo así. Con los pies, con los pies. Ah, o de, o de lejos, brincando, no sé, pero <risa> tenemos que como que volverlo ya parte de nuestra rutina, hasta que, pues, hasta que yo digo yo, hasta que pasen los años y uno diga, bueno, me, me salvé sí. del año este, del 2020. Sí, porque lo malo de este virus es que es nuevo. 
Entonces no, no se sabe cómo afecta realmente el cuerpo y no se sabe cómo se cura. Y pues por eso también hay mucha gente con miedo y pues tienen razón. Pero también es real que la sociedad tiene que seguir trabajando, tiene que seguir sí. viviendo, porque si no, ¿cómo vamos a sobrevivir un, un futuro? Así mismo. <risa> y muchísimos patronos también aprovechándose de esto, de, sí. y describiendo personas, aprovechándose de esta situación, eh, pues mandándote para la casa por un lado para que tú te, te, te protejas, pero por otro lado es ok, me alivio mi bolsillo porque no tengo que pagarle. Algo parecido pareció, eh, pasó en Nueva York después de eh, las torres, cuando tomaron las torres, que cayeron las torres, murieron mucha gente de un golpe. Uh -huh. Y pues todo el mundo sufrió y esto, y las compañías sufrieron un poco, pero después de un año, un año y medio, esas compañías ya estaban otra vez listas. De vuelta, sí. Y llegaron miles de personas nuevas a, a Nueva York. Exacto. Empezaron wow. a, a traer nueva gente, que, una generación nueva, eh, gente que viene de, de, de otros lados del, del país o de los otro, la, otros países y rápidamente eso se, se llena otra vez. Sí. Y es como que, ¿y qué pasó con toda otra gente? Y... Exacto. Ya al, al cabo de un año la gente se olvidó. Exacto. Digo, las wow. compañías, ¿no? porque la las gente compañías. que vive aquí realmente nunca van a superar ese acontecimiento, pero las compañías es como eres desechable una persona más Entonces es, es difícil y, y por, también por eso uno si te dan la oportunidad de cuidarse uno se debiera cuidar porque a uno le importan de verdad las salud Exacto, sí. de la persona entonces uno se cuida, uno se ahorra su dinero y como tú dijiste pues prepararse uno de salud, ¿no? porque de sí. pronto te va a tocar trabajar en un ambiente con máscara, a lo mejor Exacto uh -huh. Wow. Ojalá que no, mismo, eh. a ver. <risa> y también a, ahora aquí yo pensando, yo tuve la oportunidad de ir al sur con uno, uno de los clientes y Guánica y por allá estaba, visitamos Guánica y eso estaba horrible con esto de los terremotos porque una de las cosas es que Puerto Rico este año la ha dado como quien dice, digo al mundo, pero sí. la, lo he visto acá que porque estoy en la isla, sí. este duro. Esto de los terremotos ha sido horrible para el área azul y yo no me quiero ni ni imaginar ahora gente durmiendo en casetas y en condiciones de, de salud fatal este ahora con miedo a que se te pegue una cosa de esa y tú no tengas incluso ni donde lavar bien tus manos uh -huh. sí. ese es el, ese el verdadero metro, problema sí, en el área metro como quien dice tenemos el problema pero pues gracias a Dios que sobre todo somos bendecidos de que pues no es que seamos millonarios pero cada quien tiene como quien dice para dónde correr sí. pero la situación de ellos allá incluso digo yo que ya los médicos de acuerdo a los medios, que era como que la voz de ellos para que la gente pudiese ayudarlos, pasó la historia, ya nadie habla de ellos. Y sí. ajá, esas casas están destruidas, todavía sigue temblando, todavía no, hay muchas áreas sin luz y sí. ahora con esto encima y nadie habla de ellos. Exacto, eso sería la prim esa sería la primera pregunta que le tenían que hacer a la gobernadora. ¿Cómo se van a asegurar que la gente que está allá no se contagie? Así mismo es. Y sí. va a llegar un momento que se escucha un poco egoísta, pero ya es cada quien como que salvándose a sí mismo, a, a su familia y a cada quien, porque es como que el gobierno de, de este país, uno no puede sentarse como que esperar por ellos ni, ni para un pote sanitario, porque eso no va a pasar. Uh -huh. Aquí el, el, es como que ya de costumbre, ya uno ponerse en la mente, tienes que correr, tienes que cuidar tu salud, tienes que educar a los tuyos para que también cuiden su salud y entiendan que desde la alimentación y todo es una prioridad, porque a la hora de la verdad... Sí. El que está fuerte de salud lo tiene todo y, y necesita estar fuerte de salud también para echar para adelante, para trabajar, para buscarse lo suyo. So que ya es como que debe ser rutina de nosotros 
como quien dice, cuidarnos nosotros mismos, porque sí. esperar por otro para que te cuide y mucho menos esperando algo del gobierno, jamás. Sí, esa es la misma mentalidad que tiene mami. Como que ella siempre tiene su ahorro y sus cosas, por eso trabaja como tres trabajos, porque ¿para qué depender de un gobierno que no te va a dar nada? Y al final tienes que depender de ellos totalmente, no. No, y la, la otra cosa también por allá, imagino en la isla sería también que les gusta su fiesta y sus cosas. Claro. Y eso estar, no poder tener Por eso la, este fin de públicas. semana, que fue la primera, como que la primera curfew que pusieron, Ajá. la gente todavía estaba en la playa y saliendo y esto y lo otro. Y, el, y la gobernadora y el gobierno estaban tratando de advertir de... Tú sabes, de que se tienen que quedar en la casa, la gente estaba afuera. Sí. Así es, y en la placita, de la placita que ustedes han ido a la placita, eso nunca había un alma. Sí, eso y más yo que también. El pobre va pobre va a poner lanzó su CD, que como que dice el perrido, está caliente la sangre de los puertorriqueños. <risa> Exacto. <risa> Exacto. Tienen que ir a desatarlo por ahí. Por tocar, ahí. Perren solo en su casa, para eso fue la canción. Está <risa> todo el mundo encerrado. Ay, Dios mío. Bueno, Tati, muchas, muchas gracias por... Bueno, yo te llamé, pero por decir que sí. <ríe> Para esta pequeña entrevista, eh, tenemos como siete otro, otros amigos que también grabamos, así sí. que... Es una fiesta grande aquí. Sí. Somos los Avengers. <ríe> gracias por compartir tu experiencia. Pues muchas gracias a ustedes. Un besito, un abrazote desde lejos. Ustedes saben, por esto de coronavirus. <ríe> <ríe> y nada, la abuelo siempre lo quiero un montón. Ok, bueno. okay. Igual. Igual ustedes. Ok, bye. So the microphones are sounding good. Hola. Hola, Nicole. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, bien ustedes. Bien. Aquí encerrados. En cuarentena. En cuarentena y nosotros también. Sí, estás encerrada en tu casa. Bueno, en mi casa no, pero sí estoy pero encerrada, está encerrada en una casa. Okay. En una casa. Sí, sí. Entonces tú dijiste, ¿a dónde? ¿A dónde, ¿A dónde queda este cuarentena? Estoy en, sí, sí, estoy en casa de mi pareja. Cool. Pues... Nicole, ¿cómo te ha afectado el coronavirus? En, vamos a empezar primero por el trabajo. Dinos qué es lo que tú haces y cómo te ha afectado. Pues yo soy maestra de educación especial. Podríamos decir que a mí, honestamente, no me ha afectado mucho porque el Departamento de Educación ¿verdad? hizo una implementación de unos módulos online para que los estudiantes completaran unas tareas y así no perder el semestre porque además del coronavirus eh, tenemos la situación de los temblores en el sur y eso también atrasó el comienzo de clases mm. pero en este momento eh, no sé cómo el departamento o al menos mi escuela está garantizando que esos estudiantes están entrando en plataforma pero Ajá. según lo que leí hoy este, en el día de ayer hubo miles de personas en la plataforma, estudiantes, padres y maestros, por lo que entiendo que está corriendo bien al momento esa implementación de los módulos. So, Así que a mí no me ha afectado directamente porque uh -huh. yo mis estudiantes pues mañana los voy a atender individual con una videollamada. Pero sí. entonces um, el programa online no puede ver si los estudiantes se están metiendo, pero puede ver ¿Cuántos estudiantes se están metiendo? Honestamente pregunté ¿verdad? a mi supervisor inmediato cómo íbamos 
como facultad de administración íbamos a ver que esos estudiantes eh, iban a accesar Ajá. la contestación fue a través del CIE que el CIE es otra plataforma que es como si fuera un número de seguro social que es un número de estudiantes Ajá. por el cual cada uno de ellos está identificado pero como no todas las escuelas incluyendo la mía tienen el CIE al día por eso fue que pregunté ¿cómo nosotros íbamos a garantizar eso? al menos yo por mi parte de manera individual, ¿verdad? Porque yo tengo una matrícula de 32 estudiantes, uh -huh. uno a uno, con las mamás o los estudiantes, les escribo para ver si, si ya están completando los módulos. Wow. Y así, pues, entonces garantizar que ellos estén recibiendo. Sí, son muchos. <risa> sí. ¿Cómo tú crees que el, el gobierno ha reaccionado sí. a, a este desastre del coronavirus? Creo que no han actuado con prontitud. La misma administración que nos mató para María y es la misma administración que nos va a matar si no comienzan a tener las debidas precauciones porque yo entiendo que no solamente con tomar las temperaturas en el aeropuerto eh, o mandar una que otra prueba, eso es suficiente. Sí. O sea, aquí están deteniendo o tienen secuestradas las pruebas de micoplasma que son súper importantes para poder descartar y entonces pasar a una nueva fase porque en Puerto Rico hay muchas personas asmáticas sí. hay muchas personas de alergia, hay muchas personas que padecen de alergias y si le hacen una prueba de influenza y una prueba de micoplasma y sale negativa pues entonces el próximo paso sería prueba del coronavirus, pero si tenemos esas pruebas de micoplasma secuestradas ¿cómo vamos a saber? Sí. Entonces pues creo que deberían Sí, debe haber un tipo de... De hecho, o sea, leí un reportaje hoy que de ¿verdad? una de periodismo investigativo Ajá. que hablaba de que podíamos hacer hasta 100 pruebas diarias y se están haciendo solamente 6 en Puerto Rico. Exactamente. Diarias se están haciendo solamente 6 pruebas de, de coronavirus. O sea, que no, están haciéndolas no en el laboratorio. Entonces... Exacto, es muy poco, teniendo al momento 59 casos sospechosos y 6 confirmados. Wow. Entonces son 6 confirmados que no son personas tampoco, eh, digo, pueden ser puertorriqueños porque todavía dentro de esas 6 hay una niña, una menor de 3 años, uh -huh. pero hay que ver entonces bajo qué circunstancias, porque todo esto se dispara con lo italiano. Sí, exacto. ¿verdad? Con los pasajeros de, del barco que están todavía, están aquí en Puerto Rico y la señora, pues, no, los medios no lo han dicho, pero la señora está en intensivo. Wow. Entonces, ¿cuáles son las medidas? Porque los barcos, los barcos, pues, ya ya cesaron, pero entonces los vuelos, los ¿qué vuelos vamos a hacer? Siguen la gente sigue yendo y viniendo. Ajá. Entonces, sí. pues, no, no. Y, pues, y se han dado casos ya en Estados Unidos o en otros países que las personas no presentan los síntomas sí. y dan positivo al coronavirus. Sí, sí. El, el actor, el, ¿cómo se llama él? Idiri Selva. Él Exacto, dio sí. positivo, pero él solamente se hizo la prueba porque estuvo en contacto con alguien que dio positivo, pero no tenía ningún síntoma. Uh -huh, y había uh -huh. un jugador también del NBA también. Sí. sí, de Utah. Y yo creo que pues es importante que a, el pueblo asuma la responsabilidad, ¿verdad? Y la conciencia de quedarse en sus hogares, en lo sí. que se, ¿verdad? Se, se normaliza todo y que y no no tan solo por 
por seguir las órdenes del gobierno, sino porque como tenemos un gobierno incompetente, nosotros Exacto. mismos nos tenemos que cuidar. Exacto, ¿no? Sí, sí es la verdad. Me, me da mucha lástima, muchas personas han perdido sus trabajos o simplemente es como si estuviesen desempleados porque estas dos semanas no van a cobrar, que eso es otro gran problema. Sí. Que entiendan, el gobierno debe atender y se le debe dar un subsidio o algún tipo de ayuda a estas personas que son en su mayoría madres solteras Sí. que tienen que mantener un hogar y que no van a cobrar un centavo porque, y sabrá eh, Dios si más tiempo sí, porque, porque Tatiana yo... ella trabaja ah, no. um, en una agencia de publicidad pero se cataloga como servicios profesionales y entonces por servicios ah, profesionales no le dan ningún tipo de beneficio y no. también pues la, la dueña de la agencia puede básicamente decidir como que cuándo pagar y cuándo no y uh -huh, entonces uh -huh. le dijeron como que no, que por ahora, como hasta a finales de marzo, que iba a estar como terminada y que no le iban a pagar, yo creo que el 15 o el 30, no sé, algo así. Eh, pero eso fue por la ley que habían puesto, que... Sí, la ley del empleador único. Sí. O sea, ella que trabaja en una agencia de, 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 ¿verdad? de publicidad uh -huh. y en su mayoría aquí los trabajos son... Eh, restaurante, mucho mesero, sí. mucho bartender, esas personas no están cobrando nada porque sí. están cerrados, simplemente están los cocineros y la gente, dos o tres que están despachando y cuántas horas te pueden dar, o sea, porque no puedes estar dentro del establecimiento comiendo tampoco. Exacto. Tú sabes, sí. te ha sido, yo creo que ha sido un impacto no en la economía, porque dicen, no, la economía está detenida, no, no, ha sido un impacto para nosotros los boricuas. Yo, ¿verdad? yo no me incluyo, pero pues yo con el sentir de ellos sí. en el bolsillo de estas personas, porque nosotros, y eso no es un secreto, o sea, aquí todo el mundo sabe que se vive de cheque en cheque. Sí. Entonces, un mesero que cobra dos dólares la hora, tres dólares la hora más propina, imagínate. Pasar una regla en Nueva York que no se puede tener más que grupos de 10, entonces por eso Ajá. los restaurantes y los bares ya no están sirviendo. ¿Eso ya pasó uh -huh. ya también o, o no? Sí, sí, aquí también, sí. Oh, aquí okay. no puede haber ningún establecimiento de comida. Todos los establecimientos de comida que hay eh, tienen que ser servicarro, eh, delivery, o sea, Uber Eats o cualquier otra Uber compañía que ajá, que lleve la, la comida. Este, Si vas al lugar, pues tienen un papel al frente que o sea, tú llamas, haces la orden y entonces la esperas y ellos te la dan. O si no, entras a hacer la orden, tienes que salir a esperar y cuando esté la orden, entras, la recoges y te vas. Sí. Pero usualmente, o sea, la mayoría es, no puedes entrar al, 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 al establecimiento como tal. Tú llamas, haces el pedido y lo recoges y ya está. Eso es difícil, para, especialmente para, por ejemplo, en San Juan, que es tanto turismo y sí. tantas cosas así. Sí. Exactamente, exactamente. No, y ellos y dependen de la propina. San Juan está, exacto. No, y que está lleno de bares. Sí. Está lleno de lugares de, de que quizás venden comida, pero el fuerte no es la comida, o sea, lo que les deja es la barra. Pues de verdad que ha sido tremendo impacto para ese grupo en particular. Nosotros que somos maestros o ¿verdad? cualquier otra persona que ejerza, no sé, que trabaje, tenga un part-time en una tienda y también haga Uber, sí. que pueda hacer Uber Eats, pues no es tanto porque por lo menos le está entrando algo, pero estas otras sí. personas pues, pues no Depende del mismo directamente. Sí. Es chistoso como estas situaciones te hace pensar tu carrera Ajá. En, en lo que trabajas. Sí. 
sí. Y si, si te afectó muy fuerte, uno dice, wow, tengo que cambiar. Y si, si, te, si, te, si te salvaste, dices, wow, qué, qué suerte la mía. Ajá. Que, que no me está afectando tanto. Pero todo depende Pero, de qué, qué es la situación. Qué es la situación. Exacto. Exacto, eso mismo. Porque si venimos a ver ahora, en este momento, ¿verdad? Eh, los que se han visto mayormente afectado ha sido el turismo y sí. para María quizás algo pero yo para María hubo una entrada grandísima sí sí o sea de, de personas de, de personas que vinieron se multiplicó la, la cantidad de pasajeros sí. este, el puertorriqueño empezó a consumir más en barra más en restaurantes o sea como una inyección uh -huh. de que ellos quizás estuvieron un poquito apagados pero de repente cogieron y ahora pues lamentablemente están en esta situación sí, no ahora es diferente <ríe> no podemos estar ahora es juntos no podemos tocarnos <ríe> el perreo sí porque antes era no había luz antes antes era no había luz no importa como que era por una bocinita el teléfono Exacto. y perreamos afuera pero ahora no ahora no podemos perrear <ríe> no. bailar que perrear bailar dentro de, de la bailar dentro de la casa a, a seis sí. pies <ríe> tocaste las seis o, pies bailar wow. por FaceTime Exacto. Y, y pues, socialmente, ¿cómo te ha afectado? Como que. Bueno, sí, sí, pero no, porque usualmente. No estoy saliendo, no estaba saliendo mucho, pero. Ah, este, pues ahora tiene novio, ¿cómo? entonces pues. Entonces, <risa> ajá, exacto. No. Exacto en su chilla. No, nosotros salimos. Nosotros salimos, pero mira, mira, por ejemplo. Cuando hicieron el toque de queda, cuando lo notificaron que fue, lo dejaron saber, que entiendo que fue el domingo. El domingo nosotros teníamos un road trip. Sí. Y nos afectó porque terminamos comiendo pan. Oh, my God. Un pan que habíamos comprado en una panadería, gracias a, no sé, a un instinto. Compramos eso, no sabíamos que había toque de queda. Nos fuimos para la playa y cuando llegamos no había nada abierto. Y nosotros, pero ¿qué pasó? Ay, es que hay toque de queda. <risa> está todo cerrado no tenemos nada para comer igual al otro día fue un problema porque no había nada abierto entonces a donde quiera que iba bueno, logramos encontrar esa una panadería que hicimos la orden por teléfono y la fuimos a recoger wow. pero sí pero bueno, sí hay muchas personas que se han visto afectadas socialmente porque están acostumbradas pues a salir a hablar sí. con sus amistades que, que tú no puedes no significa que no puedas hablar porque tú puedes hacer una llamada pero no es lo mismo Exacto. Entonces yo creo que es un poco más difícil para aquellas personas que porque se sienten solas o que eh, sufren algún tipo de depresión, creo que esas son las personas a las que tenemos que estar un poquito más pendientes, sí. porque eso sí, o sea, el estar encerrado, eh, pues te puede, la mente es traicionera y te puede ¿verdad? hacer daño, te puedes hacer daño sin querer tú mismo por estar encerrado. Pero yo creo que al momento... Pues no sé, yo he brindado mi ayuda y mi apoyo a mis amistades y a aquel que me necesite para una, pues aquí estoy. Okay. Bueno, vamos a ver cuánto tiempo pasa. A lo mejor, espero que no sea más que tres semanas. Dos semanas mínimo. Quién sabe. Pero de todos modos uno puede salir, pero uno no, uno no puede estar en contacto. Entonces uno puede darse su, su corraí, uh -huh. su caminadita o lo que sea. O sea, sí puede salir y disfrutar el aire libre, pero no puede estar con gente. Ajá. Exactamente. Exactamente. Sí, sí no puede haber un conglomerado, que es a lo que nosotros estamos acostumbrados. Acostumbrado, nuestra exacto. cultura también es así. Exacto, o sea, sí. Pues, a lo, a sí, lo mejor pues empiezan la... un, unas nuevas modas ahí, de pronto eh, 
eh, un speed dating pero con un vidrio en la mitad oh my god no va a ser como no se como el show love is blind sí. y van a tener la pared ahí en el medio ah exacto sí de aquí así va, mismo vamos a estar de aquí van a salir historias un baby boom a lo mejor porque todo el mundo está aburrido con su pareja entonces van a empezar ahí a oh my god sabrá Dios también sí. Ojalá que no pasa mayores y que pues que todo se pueda resolver en un tiempo razonable porque el miedo mayor, por lo menos aquí, es que aquí todo es importado. Exacto. <ríe> y si cierran las puertas y cierran todo, no tenemos nada. Por eso es que la gente compra el papel higiénico. <ríe> porque viene de China, no hay. Cerraron todo. <ríe> Exacto. Así que, pues, pero nada, esperemos que todo se resuelva ya en unas semanitas. Sí. Bueno, Nicole, gracias. De nada, los veo, se cuidan mucho. Buenas noches. Bye. Chao. Igual. <ríe>